Hello, everybody. You're listening to the Q&E podcast. You're here with your boy Q Hicks right now. Got Egget on the other line. Egget, tell the people what's good. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Q&E podcast. We have a special guest here today. I'll let him introduce himself. Go right into it. Hey, I'm, I'm Joseph E. Dames, serial entrepreneur, author, and just, you know, one of the coolest guys you want to know. Yes, man. So Joe, Joe Dame just came out with a book called Collecting My Thoughts. It came out on the 24th, correct? 14. 14, my fault. It came yeah. out on the 14th a couple of weeks ago, man. So we're just going to tell you about his story and how he got to where he's at right now. He's an a ex-convict who turned his life around after he got out of prison, man, and become a business owner. So we just want to go. Very inspirational. Very inspirational. Very inspirational, man. So I just wanted, we just wanted to bring you this story. Just so, it's something different from the podcast, especially from what we normally do, man. But it was just a story so inspirational that I wanted more people to know about it. So, yeah, man. So, Joe, if you could just start off with how you grew up in St. Petersburg, from St. Petersburg, Florida. We're both from St. Petersburg, Florida. How did you grow up in Child's Park, you know what I'm saying, seeing what you seen? You know, how was your, you know what I'm saying, your growing up? <laughs> I mean, I, I had, a, <clears throat> I had a, a good childhood. I ain't going to, you know, lie and tell you I was no project kid or nothing like that. You know what I mean? And I, I, and I ain't going to even go as far to say we was poor. We weren't rich, but, I mean, my grandma stomped down and got it in. Granddad stomped down and got it in. You know, back in, you know, back now, I mean, now it's a lot more tame because they're gentrifying and stuff like that. But, you know, back then, Child's Park was Child's Park. Like, a lot of the guys nowadays that, corn that, that, say, that, that say that phrase, Child's Park at the dog, don't really know what that means. Mm-hmm. And that, I, I know that phrase all too well. <laughs> yeah, but, they, but what I'm saying is that they say it not knowing what it really means. Yeah. I ain't going to expound on that right now, but it's just, you know, but what I'm saying is that, that I was there back then. Anyway, yeah. I'm probably, I'm probably, like, I'm probably the youngest old school cat out here. You know, I'm 43, so, like, a lot of, you know, like, like some of my big homies, like, five, six, seven years older than me, mm-hmm. in addition to the guys I came up with and all of us before our time. So it was just, I mean, it was the experience, man, and it could have went either way. Like, when yeah. I think back on it, it was still really my choice. Mm-hmm. Because, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm the kind of guy that's, I'm not, I'm not afraid to admit to you, I want to be no street dude. Like, I was too smart. I mean, I am what I am. I come from where I come from. But I was, like, way too smart for that, man. My granny had to save money all my life to send me to college. Wow. I had to spend it on the lawyer to save my life. And I still got life. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You know, I fought and gave it back. But you know what you, you dig where I'm coming from? It's like, I yeah. wasn't, I ain't scared to tell you that. You know, like, they, like a lot of, I used to get mad with dudes because they kind of, like, play and embellishing the, the, the thug story. Go to prayer. That shit. excuse my French, but that ain't no fun, man. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that don't make that don't make me feel real because I lost my best years back there. Mm. Crazy. Yeah. I mean, but I love the hood though. In spite of everything, man. This, I mean, this yeah. is my hood. This is my area. Yeah. And one question I really wanted to dive into with you is something you tapped into in the book, and it was about just being a product of your in your of your environment. Yeah. I mean, all you grew up around was rappers, street dudes, and all stuff like that. So if you can tap into the being a product of your environment that led you down this path. Yeah, I mean, because, I mean, basically, as a, as a, as, especially when we kids, when we, when we children, we're we very impressionable. You only have some total of your thoughts. You only have some total of the things that you come in contact with. Well, that's the majority of what I've seen. Everybody was on that. I mean, I mean, take that back. My granddad was a stand-up guy. Don't get it wrong. He was old school, right? Grandma was stand up. 
My, but but it took more than just them. You know, you ever heard of Santa take a village? Yes, yes sir. Right. Yeah. So 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 I had a good. They was great at home, but in the village, all the way down from my uncles, my daddies, all of them was was was, you know, in a sense, some kind of way street dude, some kind of way to the left, in various forms. So that's what I seen. Like I never forget. Like I was I was my mama got tired of me one time. I think it was summer '89, and she just took me down south and dumped me off to my daddy. Right. And he dumped me off to my Aunt C. Sheila. And that's where I wanted to be at anyway. That's where Cousin was at. Cousin had a guy like his music and heard his own. It's like it's kind of what shaped my experiences as a kid. Yeah. I grew up seeing that. So it was like, but then at the same time, I still, it was crazy because as I got older, I still had enough intelligence, enough sense to know that 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 that, that thug bullshit wasn't gonna get it forever. Mm. I was gonna have to get up out of that. And and what's so ironic is that the morning I caught my case. The morning before that incident happened, I was sitting in my car. I had a 75 Cadillac, two I never. I'm sitting in my car. I've been up all night with the BS. And I'm telling myself, like, Joe, you got to get it together. I'm preaching myself a sermon. Like, right then, that day, but it was too late. Because I hadn't already put that energy in motion. It was, yeah. first thing, it, it was too late to stop it by then. Yeah. I was thinking on it. Yeah, like, I knew better, but it's like the other stuff had a better, I won't say a better, but a stronger pull, a strong influence. Because that's most of what I saw. Yeah. Yeah. So, you got a question about uh, his childhood or anything like that? Yeah, I was just going to say with me and Quincy also being from St. Pete, you know, growing up, I, obviously things weren't as bad or as in your face as they were when you were growing up around right. that time. But we also have experienced seeing, uh, <clears throat> seeing men our age take the wrong path when they didn't yeah. really choose to. Um, like you said, your grandmother, your father, your mother, like they they were all influential people, but it does take a village. And it we've also seen we've also seen people way smarter than the route that they took. So right. just off of that, do you also feel like your close friends, do you feel like they had any type of influence on what you did, whether it be your personal decisions you made or decisions you made as a group? Did you ever feel like you were ahead of your close group of friends or were you all just in the moment with a lot of stuff? I mean, of, of course we was in the moment with a lot of that BS that we was on back then. And then like, but I was always kind of like, I kind of just always had leadership abilities for some reason. People always like, I come up with the plan the homies be with. Like mm -hmm. my brother John Muhammad, like we none of us, neither but we weren't really street. We were good kids, man. It's just we got caught up. But like, especially my brother John Muhammad, man. John wasn't no street guy. He did. He was just a loyal friend. Like yeah. and that's still my guy to this day. So like, all the all the mess that we got in, I started with him. But yeah. then I ran with some other cats too that you know kind of influenced me to do some things that I probably wouldn't have did on my own. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's like it all, I mean, it all go both ways, it all go both circle. But to add to that, what you were saying about like the environment, y'all didn't see as much as I saw, but you still saw it, right? Yeah. But the beauty of it is that when it gives you what makes you a thousand times better than me, as small as I was, you still made a choice to do something different. Because it, it, it come down to that too, because you part of the village too, you mm -hmm. did? So yeah. it's like they could, they, could, they could pull the game in you. All they want, they can give you the knowledge, but it's gonna be up to you what you do with it. Yeah. And then sometimes you got, and, and, and that's another reason that made me go ahead and publish my book because the story is so profound. You know, the message in it is so deep that that you, I mean, you get to see that 
that when you make certain choices, you put certain energy out there, you get back what you put out. Mm -hmm. So sometimes when you let it, when you let it, even though you ain't thinking about it like that, it's deep just like that. You don't put so much negative energy out there, it's gonna circle around and come back to you. You don't got to the point of no return, you can't stop it. Case the point, like I'm telling you that morning, I caught that I, I, I caught them cases. I was mm -hmm. sitting in my car, coming down off of the high, telling myself, Joe, you gotta get your shit together, boy. Yeah. But it was too late for me. And they always ask me, like, if I can go back and redo it again, what would I redo? Like, and, and when they ask me that, they asking me about the incident that day when I caught the case, when I ended up catching that murder case. They asked me what I, I'm like, no, I wouldn't change that because I'm always choose me first. Yeah. If it had to go off a bit, if it had to go down like that again, I'm gonna want the results to be the exact same. I'm gonna choose me first. That's the first law of nature, self-preservation. But what I would change though, is the acts and the incidents that led up to it. You know what I'm saying? Because it was it, agree, it, yeah. it was some, some things that went down like, like you know, one night we out there with it and, and my spirit was just ringing all bad and I ignored it. Now I know why it was ringing bad. You know what I mean? Why, but yeah. And I ignored it. So you know, and it's like, I mean, it's just, I don't know, man, we can't, I don't want to keep, you know, reliving the past, man. I don't want to re keep repeating the past like you said, you got brothers that you thought were being way smarter than the choice they took, the route they took. You're looking at one of them, I was way smarter than the route I took. But I had to deal with it, though. I had to stand on the business and deal with that. I created that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I yes, sir. Yeah. And uh, just for a follow-up question from yeah. that, uh, you said you've been doing motivational speaking for about, what, 20 years now? And just, uh, just go back over again how you started that motivational speaking and how it led to the point where you are now. Where did you start it at and what's the most recent place that you motivationally spoke? Most recent place I spoke, I think, was a couple of months ago at an event. Um, Brother John Muhammad, I think it was a graduation for something for a drug program or something they were doing. Those was adults. But as far as where it started at, like I was telling you, but it started for me in prison back when, you know, because I was like, I was so smart, man, I had never picked up a book, like, before I went to prison. I can sit in class, all class, and shoot the breeze with you and still get my work done. Mm -hmm. So when I got to the county jail, and, you know, they, they sending me down to the G, the pre-GED class, I'm filling out a place, for one, because I'm in a juvenile cell doing it, but then they sending me to class with the regular population, with the adults. Ben, I feel like, like, like I'm a kid now, like around the, yeah. I'm out of place. And then it's like, the work was like redundant to me. I didn't need to do it. It was so yeah. easy. I asked, I'm like, you respect, don't call me back until test day. Mm. And, they, and, they, and they honored that. They called me back test day. I breezed through it. Yeah. You feel where I'm coming from? So by the time I got to prison a couple of years later, I met this brother Ricky Smith, brother Chabaz, and like really for real, for real, good. that brother saved my life. Because even even in there, I could have went the other way. Because there's some dudes in there who I thought were sharper than me, who I thought had a better chance of getting off their life sentence than I did, but they're still in there. I in there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. my, part, my partner, Los, last time I seen Carlos, man, he ain't even himself no more. And I understand why that life sentence killed him and do that to you. But it was them brothers, man. Them, them, I mean, because like, I was... For like for some reason the OGs just took a liking to me. I probably was the only young cat in the old man dorm. Yeah. Like when I was at the mode. So it's like Brother Shabazz, man, I guess he kind of seen it in me. 
And I'll never forget, he told me, he like, man, listen, my brother, you know, you muscled your way into this situation, and you're gonna have to think your way out of it. That's what he told me. It didn't sink, it didn't stick right at the time, but over the years, over time, and, and, and he proved it to me through his actions, you had to think your way out of that spot because they got something for the muscle. They know what to do for the muscle. You know what I mean? So it's like he yeah. told me that the only hope is to get sharp, and then with that, you gotta share it. You gotta be able to impart it. Right. Because you know, like I always had a way with words, I always had to give the gap. So now he giving it to me. So now I got like I wasn't even ready to get up in front of the, the, the Islamic community back then and give a cookbar nineteen to I felt like I wasn't ready, but the brother saw that I was. Mm-hmm. Then it's a lot of brothers, you know, that was, you know, in my age bracket back then that, you know, came and did a little better because that's what I was preaching, because that's what the brothers had me preach. And I saw the worth in that, the light in that. So it started way back then. When I was in the zone, like I was the guy that like like I used to write letters for guys, man. Help guys get their GED because like we got to the joint, and brothers I had them been with all my life, on and off. I didn't know these dudes was literate. I can't read it right. I'm like, whoa, you know what I mean? But I I never once, you know, put myself in a position like I'm better than. Like I got mad one time, and then they got into a fight with a dude in the joint. I used to write letters for one of the homies, and one of the other homies knew about it, you know, and like you know, got in his face and he exposed it. Like, and I'm like, no, you don't do that, man. Yeah. With a boy like that, no, I ain't no sucker, man. We don't do that, man. You know what I mean? But it's like, that's, yeah. I, I mean, I was always, you know, about that. Not that I'm the smartest or the sharpest, man. But if I can help a brother see the light, I will do that. Because I know it's in the light there for me. Yeah. And, I was and done. I'd probably, probably be dead in there if I didn't see it. If I didn't get it together quick. Because they had, I had life as a kid. And like, I'm around guys that, that, you know, had them been down twice as long as I had been living. But, and they ain't getting out. They had the same kind of sentence I had. They sent it you to, but that's why you would hear some people say, I had 25 years. Some people say I had life. I had life. And the sentence they say life with 25 years, what that means is that you got a life sentence, and in 25 years you eligible for parole, but that don't mean you're going to get it. Because I seen a lot of them do their 25, and the parole man tell them, man, give, me more, give me 11 more years, give me 15 more. Give me like, ha! Yeah. Just get your fifth. You out and get your twenty-five years. Yeah, fifteen. I'm clean. You know what I'm saying? And it's like that was like a real scare. Like that was scary, man. And it was like you some dudes and then they went in there and just got right to the prison, called to the prison environment. I did. I mean, I got in where I fit in. I survived, but I never accepted that as my reality. It's in it, man. Mm-hmm. So I kind of, and that's kind of what helped me to keep my mind free because the art said going to prison as a teenager with a life sentence. Either one, I wasn't supposed to make it out, or I wasn't. I, I, I was supposed to go crazy, literally, have me on psych drugs. I was supposed to be homosexual, have AIDS. Or just, that's what they set you up for on that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But thank God, alhamdulillah, I was able to play past all of that. You see me, I'm talking to you. Numbers don't lie, Jack. And that, that's crazy that you really found your purpose of helping people on an intellectual level while you were in there. Because, like I said, not too long ago, both of my brothers. I had the experience seeing both of them go to jail, either one after the other or at the same time. And one of my brothers, they, they're both really smart, but one of them really got into reading. And he was right. the same way. He was like, one of them was the athlete who did all his work and everything. And the other one, he was like, he knew the work. He just, he was the class clown. He just ain't do it. Right. But yeah. once he got in there, it was like, I ain't had no choice but to read. So I read everything. Like, I, I help people understand how to read and stuff like that. So 
to hear the similarity in that, it, it touched right. me in a way hearing you say that just then, because it's like, wow, it's a lot of brothers who go in who actually smarter than what the system try to play them out to be. Yeah, man, you got geniuses in there, bro. Like, like, like for real deal. Like, here's some brothers in there, man. Like, like Boatwright, for example. Boatwright was like one of my one of my older homeboys. At been down since '72. You heard me? I wasn't even born in '72, but when I cut it to him, I knew exactly who he was because he's like an older version of the homie. Right? Let me tell you a quick version of Boat's story. Boat go in 72 with a death sentence. Fight his way off a of death row in 81. They commute his death sentence to life, right? So now yeah. when he get, he's a legal beagle. You heard me? Like, all he want to do is smoke weed, do law work, and box. Tough old man to kick your ass, too, if you ain't careful. You feel me? But the dude was so sharp, man, he freed 100 dudes but couldn't free himself. Gave me the case. Like, when he got, when I, when I, when I cut into him, and a matter of fact, he the one that, that kind of first gave me hope on my legal situation because he read my paperwork and he like, no, nephew, they, they messed up right here. And then at the time, I can't grasp all of what he's telling me. I got notes and stuff. And then shortly after, he gets transferred. But the exact, and I ain't talking about this in the book because I, I, I get into it later on, but the exact same case law he gave me was the same case law the lawyer used to get me free. It was just a more updated version, but it was the same principle. Boat gave it to me 10 years prior. It just wasn't my time or whatever. I wasn't ready to understand where I'm coming from, but it's like, you got dudes in there, man, like geniuses, man. Like, like Brother Chabaz, man, he got, I'm finna publish, I'm finna republish some of his books. He got some, some five books too, man. Like, like, like real deal sharp brothers, man, amazing. You wouldn't even believe it. They don't, and they don't pitch that, they don't preach that. And I ain't the only brother that done got out and did good for itself. We just don't talk about it. Yeah. They put the, they put the, that's part of what makes it. I said on my book, I held my book back for a long time for personal reasons. You know, for some, because it's, it, it's still some stuff, because it's a true story. You understand where I'm coming from? But, yeah. but when I finally did decide to, I mean, it was just, just a natural progression, like it's time for it, man. Because everybody putting out the, that, that, that misperception, they got the image of, Going to the joint, make you a G, make you, you know what I mean? Because at one time, you know, you do that come out of prison, you know, he twirled up, buffed up, waved, looking good, shiny, because he preserved, and the girls out there, the homies breaking him off. And that, yeah. that's, that's, but they don't tell you the backstory. They yeah. don't tell you the backstory. No, man, that backstory rough, man. Mm -hmm. I ain't gonna tell you no lie. You know what I'm saying? It's like, don't, none of that make me feel real, man. None of that, you know, validate me as a man. Like I'm, and I'm cool with it, cause you know I, I thank God don't make no mistakes, right? But I don't like I, after all these years, all the girls I done had, I still ain't got no kids, right? But I'm still Uncle Joe. Like all them, um, yeah. the nieces and nephews call Uncle. They, they gonna call me for what they gonna call mom and daddy for. Yeah, like, I'm the next best thing. Sometimes I'm the first choice, and I take my role serious. So it is what it is, but it's like. I think, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't got out of that because it's like one life, no secret, no regrets. I can't go back and redo it. That's why I ain't apologizing no more for nothing because the past don't exist. I already apologize. I stood on the business. I handled the business. I don't even want to talk about it. Not in that life. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But, yeah. but I don't, it was so many different, you know, routes and ways and scenarios my life could have turned out if I just made some different choices. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 So and my goal, go ahead, go ahead, Chan. 
Oh yeah. So something you touched on in the book, it, it was uh, obviously you said you grew up with your grandma, but it was it was basically touching on a woman couldn't raise a man. You needed a man to raise a man. So how was the impact of not having your father growing up? And do you blame him for anything that transpired? You know, in your life. I used to. I used to. But I got out of that. I mean, I used to. I used to, especially when when it became clear to me. You know what I'm saying? Because like I don't want to get into it now because it's in the book. And he ain't gonna feel good about it when he read it, but I can't make it up. Half, you feel what I'm saying? Dude left me hanging, you dropped the ball, champ. It's like, yeah. think about it. When when you have a child, man, especially the male child, dad is Superman. I don't give a damn what nobody does. You ain't tougher than my daddy, man. You heard me? Yeah. So it's like that, that's a very important role, man. You gotta take that serious. My old boy dropped the ball for whatever reason with me. You did, and, and it was a lot of time I used to blame him. But it's like at the end of the day, I was, I was, I was ahead of my time playing a man's role. And I, and I, and even though I was, you know, reckless, foolish, like I still see that's the difference between I think the younger cats nowadays and us back then. We listen to our OGs. We respected our OGs. You feel me? Right. Now, sure. now I might, I might turn around behind your back. And go do the opposite of what you told me to do. But when you in my face checking me, I'm respecting that, man. That's how we were raised. You feel me? Sometimes some of that game will come back to me in another situation because I respected my OG enough to listen. He was here before I got here. Yeah. BGS nowadays don't do that. So with that being said, like with my old boy dropping the ball, he ain't give me no game. All he did was teach me how not to be. And I don't want to get in the in the in the bashing. You know my old boy or nothing like that, but like for real deal, he 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 dropped the ball with me, man. I was exceptional. I needed I needed like some some real deal monitoring hands on to stay on course. Cause I probably could have been the one. I'm still having the one, but yeah. you understand what I'm saying? Way back then, they got like all of my all like like all of my twenties out of me, man. I was in the joint all my twenties. In the prime, half of my thirties, right? And that yeah. ain't his fault, but in a sense, and kind of sort it is a little bit, you know, when you think at it and look at it. But we ain't placing no blame upon no fingers, but the fact still remains, man, like, like, father really got to be, especially with a young male child. Like, you got to be, especially nowadays, man, because kids so sharp, smart and advanced, they'll run circles around you, man. You understand mm. where I'm coming from? But, I mean, I think if we play our part, man, we can make sure we get what we're supposed to have out of it. Because I know what I could have been. I could have stayed the course. If I could have had my 20 years, I gave them people now here, ain't no telling where. I'd be the limit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah, I have brand new Cadillacs everywhere, trucks everywhere. <laughs> I, you know what I'm saying? Schools yeah. and all kinds. Because I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm that kind of guy that did. Like I always did. I tried. Like, I'm a, like I'm high folk, literally, right? But I'm a giant in real life, man. I ain't no typical little dude, man. Like, I believe in me. Like they told me they, they got my books held up. I ordered 200 books. And they say because it's a big order and the COVID-19, okay, I could deal with COVID-19, but 200 books a big order, you don't tell somebody to think big. You heard me, what's gonna happen when I need 2,000 books? I was what's just gonna happen say, when I need 20,000 books? Cause I'm gonna <laughs> sell them all. Yeah. Cause I got something to say. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Okay, and what what is one of the biggest lessons that you learned in prison? Ooh. 
that, that ain't where you want to be. <laughs> now, I, I learned a lot of them, though, man. But I think, I think probably, I don't know the most important lesson. And I'm going to tell you, I learned it on my second bid, too. Because, you know, I did. I did 17, almost 17 years the first time. And I got out doing good. Ain't no, like, with it, no help. Like, hands down, I was going to school. I was selling cars, going to the auction. I was doing my thing. I got off track. I went back to the joint, man. And my mama told me, uh, my niece, like, I love all my nieces and nephews, they'll tell you. But the baby girl, she like my main thing. You know what I mean? Because when, when she, I got out, I think, December 2010, she was born October 2000. And it was just love at first sight. So by the time I got jammed back up, she like, not quite three, two, something, but she talked right around in the car with me. And that's my baby. So when yeah. I go to jail, she like, I'll take me to my Uncle Joe house. And can't nobody explain to her where I'm at. Cause she's sharp. But I had left my car. I had left my ship with my, my girl at the time. So she's seeing my car. She like, just stop right here. There you go. Just drop me off right here. I'll be all right. The baby girl telling everybody. Mad cause they won't let her see Uncle Joe. But they can't explain the baby girl. I'm in jail. Uncle Joe them know. Mm -hmm. At the time, them people talking another 15 years. I'm finna put a fork in me. Yeah. And my mama told me, like, man, anybody, anybody, I ain't never spoke about it, but it broke me down. Like, bro, see, my mama, like, man, you can't do that, man. You can't do that dumb shit. And don't think it defect just you. People yeah. tell you, be, you know, that ain't fair. And that's, that's like, for real deal, my babies don't deserve no, no four ounces. You feel me? Like, look, I got my nephews right here. You see nephews? You see him? Come here, nephew. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I see him. yeah. You see Jock? Hey, what's yeah. up? What's up? Yeah, that's like, that's like my oldest boy. What's good, you know what I'm saying? Cause like, like his his pops was like my main, like like one of well, my big homie, my ne my next door neighbor, big brother. You feel me? Mm -hmm. Pops come up short. He ain't with us no more now. So that's my boy. You feel me? Yeah. And like I I can't fix everything, but I'm deaf for him best as I can be. Was that? Cause if it was the other way around, that's what my dude would do for me. I I'm playing my role in the village and just you know trying to motivate and inspire everybody to play there too. Mm -hmm. So you, so can you for a second just relive uh, September fourteenth of nineteen ninety four, or September fifteenth of nineteen ninety four? I think it was the fifteenth. I don't know if I can tell you about it though. Yeah. <laughs> so what? You, so what? What's 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 what you want me to tell you? Man, just take me through that whole day and how it, everything just went down, man. Just give people, like, an insight to what you were thinking. And don't the whole don't get too much, because we don't, we don't want you to, like, the spoil the book. No, I, they got, I ain't going to give you none of that. They got to read the book for that. Got to read okay. the book? Okay. okay. But, but what I will tell you is that, I'm going to reiterate, I'm going to tell you this again. That day for me started off with me sitting in my car, like, man, smoking a joint. I done been up all night. And I'm and, and and that voice talking to me, telling me, boy, you got to get it together, man. This ain't it. Being on, you can't do too much more. This and at the time, I was already a vet in the gang. I hadn't, I was 17, but I hadn't been out there. I hadn't seen way too much. You know what I mean? And I knew that this wasn't it for me. Like I wasn't, and it's like like I don't know. It was just crazy, man. That's how that day started, man. And, and from the way it ended, it just was was, was so crazy. And if I could have stopped it, I would. I swear to God, I tried to. You go read. I ain't gonna spoil the book or none of that. I can yeah. go read and, and 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 just look at it, man. Cause the number and I, and I want to say this too. When you read the book, champ, I told the whole truth and nothing but I ain't sugarcoat nothing. 
I ain't trying to make myself look good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I peeped that in the excerpt. I was reading yeah, the excerpt. I, I was like, man, because that ain't because Yeah, because I had to be, because ain't nobody, yeah. wasn't nobody keeping it a hundred. Mm-hmm. Wasn't nobody keeping it real. So it's like, I mean, like I told you, if I can go back to that day, I have to go back before that day. A couple of weeks, a couple of months in advance and change some events that led up to that. Mm-hmm. And not put that energy in the air. You know what I mean? Because once it got put in the air, man, it was snowball. It was bigger than all of us. Could nobody stop it? Yeah. And it was tragic. But I, I, I mean, I, I tried. Like if you go back, look at the story, and you know the rules to the game, you understand the codes and stuff. I kept it a hundred all the way through, man. Like I tried. I was still trying to fight. You know what I'm saying? I done got hit in my face with a goddamn gun. I'm still trying to fight. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I didn't, I didn't yeah. want to go there like that. But you steady pushing, bro. Yeah, and I ain't no chump, and when it come down to it, I'ma choose me first every time. Man. It was, it was. I don't know, man. I'm just glad that that I think that after all these years, I think I did a pretty. Everybody don't. Everybody still, you know, ain't no Joe fan. Everybody still don't rock with me like that. But the way I move, the whole city respect. You got to respect, and I'm fine with that. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got to like me, because I'ma respect you too. And as long as we can keep it on that level. And I done just got to where, like, you know, the growth and the maturity, man, knowing where being able to have court vision out here in these streets, knowing where petty incidents can lead to. I done had the opportunity to be blessed to stop a couple of them before. It's, you know, just because of those spirit, because I remember that day, how that day went. You know what I'm saying? But you got to read the book. Like, yeah. It was exciting. I read the excerpt, man. It was definitely engaging, man. So I definitely got to give you props on that. Just the storytelling as well. It was definitely well written. Appreciate it. So I want to talk about this part of your life, the the post, you know, saying post conviction, uh, you're now a business owner. Just tell me like that transition, because a lot of people in your position, they don't have a way out. They they find themselves back in the prison, you know, saying after they get out. So how did you transition to becoming a business owner after the conviction? I mean, it wasn't like I told you it didn't happen overnight. Yeah. And I'm I'm and I'm still one of the guys that recidivized too. I went back to prison too. You know, because it, it got real out here when like I told you, I got out what I knew. Like, like they didn't they wouldn't let me go to work release or none of that. I had no preparation. I just got out, they just put me out here. Gave me a hundred dollars and cut me free. Right. But I was ready. I'm like, let me out. And you know, when I first got here, it was like I, I tried everything, like job route they didn't want they looking at my record they don't want to deal with because like if you look at like if you go in this, this public information if you go look at my record you're like man we don't want to do it here but then when you meet the person get a person shot that's something totally different because i can explain some of the discrepancies in the record but if you just read in the face of the record don't nobody want to deal with it. yeah so with that being said i still want to deal with me so just just knowing what it was i come from a line of hustlers and entrepreneurs and I wasn't no nine to five type dude, never anywhere. I have no way to work for I got them job bird feeding me. Not that I'm sorry, because I'm I'm the hardest hustler ever. They'll tell you. That's yeah. Brian Hard is my mantra. But it just, it just, I wasn't, I, I knew that. I couldn't, because they wouldn't give me no job that was gonna sustain me, right? And then I wasn't finna be working at no no Burger King or Mac that I mean I did it when I first got out. Ain't nothing wrong with it. But like as a man, a grown man, that's not enough. Exactly. So I had to find me something to do. And it was like when, when I started my lawn service, 
that was, I always knew I was going to be a business owner, wanted to be a business owner. And the reason why I made that choice to start the lawn service first, because it was the easiest thing I could do with the less money. And I made it work. Like, and I ain't had, and the same thing, it's like I got it all from the dirt. I got it all from the muscle. I started out before I actually had some equipment. I had a truck, weed whacking in my grandma's lawnmower. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They were laughing at me, but now it's like they called in Joe for work. Mm-hmm. But it's because, but and, 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 and it's because I, I I stayed the course. I stomped down and paid my dues. Like everybody want to talk boss talk, but you ain't never been no soldier. I was I had to get out there in the dirt and scratch and get it. Like at one time, me and my partner, we went out one making number lunch money, but we had to make this work. Champ, that's all we got. You know what I'm saying? We yeah. we we ain't got no pounds of weed. We ain't got no bricks of dope. I don't want none anyway. Like, I don't want to do no more. I don't want no more of that fast money because I know what come along with it. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and like keeping all the way 100 with you, man. One of my homies got killed, you know, a couple MLKs back, man. That boy, you know, special. You hear me? Hurt yeah. me to lose that boy, man. But, like, he was out here in this world, like, real, real deep, real heavy, special with it. And, like, a lot of times they come and, you know, look out for me and want to bless me just because, like, with, with, with no suckerism involved. Just want to see me do good. You heard me? Yeah. The homie pull up to my spot in Harvard there, man, with two bricks on the seat. Try to give me one. I'll turn it down. I don't want it, champ. You know what I mean? Like, like Trick said, I know the money going to be right, but I hold tight. I don't want to do that. I want no more of that, man. I want to be here, man. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And, that, and that's one of the things that, 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 that I tell my youngest. You know, my, my, my nephew, the real ones, and the doctor was all up, man. Listen. I don't care what you do, man. Just let me be able to see you tomorrow, man. So that means act accordingly, champ. You know what I'm saying? Yo, that, that, and that's what I tell him, and that's how I try, try to lead by example, man. I want you to be able to see me tomorrow. Yeah. I want to be able to get tomorrow, because tomorrow I'm going to have some more ideas, some more grinds, and try me something else. I don't know. We might hit it big eventually. Let me keep shooting at it. Yeah. You heard Speak, Speaking of ideas, speaking of ideas, what made you come up with the title of the book, Collecting My Thoughts? Was it just, uh, I just need a title that fits me, or was it something bigger than just you that when you thought of that title? I think it was, honestly, I don't remember how I settled on it, but I do know that 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 my mother was instrumental in me putting that book together and coming up with, you know, so me and her did a lot of brainstorming and politicking. And I don't, honest to God, I don't know if it was her idea or mine, but it fit. Ran. Because mm-hmm. you know what? At one time, I think collecting my thoughts was just a working title. It was just something I'm using and I was going to take it. But at that time, when I'm like, that's it. That, that, it all fit. That's what it is. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's, that's actually basically what I had to do. I had to go back in my mind and get it together. Yeah. Yeah. And what was one of the most surprising things you learned while creating this book? Self or anything like that? Um, I mean, I don't know. I went through the whole like, like in prison while I was writing the book, right? And I'm hanging out around a bunch of scholars at the time, like these brothers sharp in various ways. They, you know what I mean? But none of them supported my me writing the book. They laugh like, man, why you writing that says so yeah. I'm like, nigga, yeah. get around my bunk. 
You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. I just, I because when at first when I was writing, I told you it was, it was well, I don't think I told you that, but when I first initially started writing, it was for purely selfish purposes. It was, it was therapeutic for me. It was for me. Get that off my chest. Like at the time I first started, because like my hand, like I told my, my mom was so instrumental in making this book happen. I wrote that book by hand from the muscle, right? And my hand, my handwriting is so terrible. Like my mama probably the only one that could decode a whole letter from me. So <laughs> yeah. she was like, she was grinding with me. She was typing it out, sending it back. You know, we edited it. But it's just, it was just that, I needed that for me at first. Mm-hmm. To get that, that, that therapy, that clarity, you know, for me. And then as time went on, I guess it kind of dawned on me and it hit me like, man, I need to share this. It's, it's a message in here that's profound, man. It's bigger than just me. Like we done got the, like the, the, the homie, big homie Don Juan said it. He was like, man, we lived it. He wrote it. It's all our story. Because the roles could have easily been reversed for, for for not just for some of the characters that was there during that time, but for other people too. Just like you were talking about your brother. Remember how you say your brother in the joint? How it says, it's like I ain't my, 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 my incident is not isolated. I mean, it's kind of special because I was able to go through that and get off a life sentence and make it back and make it back, you know, and be back saying, I can't take credit for that. All I could do is say thanks. You know what I'm saying? But, like, it's a whole bunch of most 17, 19, 20-year-olds from to be at that stage, at that critical point. You know what I'm saying? And if I could, you know, get them to open their eyes and just think a little bit. Like, like you the one. Right. You just stop and think about it and believe that. That's why I right. never mind. Like Now, one thing I won't do that I stopped doing is thinking that I could save the world, because that'll have you frustrated and mm-hmm. casting your pearls at the feet of swine. You, you know, so it's like everything ain't for everybody, but those who was fucking get it. I pour yeah. it all out for you, but I ain't gonna. Cause like, like, like some of the dicks and it's sad. I hate to say it. I just and, and I hate and I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. But like some of the 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 the, 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 the bugs that actually need to read my book ain't gonna read it till they in the penitentiary. Yeah, I want you to read it out here, baby. You know what I'm well, saying? I can't read it until like 20 years from now, past the time that they should read it. Yeah, cause you like stuck that. in a cell some damn well. When you ain't got no truck, you feel what I'm saying? I'm trying. I'm, 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 and I'm hoping I can get a bunch of them to read it now. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, but it's gonna happen like that. We can't fix that. But just, I mean, hopefully, we just keep, you know, doing better, creating better. Yeah. Um, I noticed. Um, I noticed also. You you had a lot of um I'm looking at it right now you had a lot of either music quotes or just inspirational quotes at the end of certain pages so yeah. I I see there were a few in there by Tupac other than Tupac who were some musical influences that you think positively affected your mind while you were in prison or before like or even now like who are some musical figures that you look up to and say these people have a message because obviously they helped you write this book with the inspirational messages that they had back then. Scarface. I seen that in there too. Face, baby, Uncle Brad. Like, listen, a lot of the new generation don't know Scarface prior to the diary. I think the diary Mm -hmm. came out in like 95, man. But Face been getting it to us, man, cleaning off the key. Like 88, 89. I'm just a little old enough to remember. Mm -hmm. Back to it, but like, like, Face music was always instrumental. I, I didn't get to Pac till I got to prison. I didn't really, 94 Pac wasn't, I mean, he was out, but I hadn't really. But in there, like one, I had a, uh, on prison, you would have a radio or walkman, but you, 
But well, you know, I'm a rocket science. Me and my guys, we special. We came up with us to walk up the tape. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. <laughs> and that's what got us through. That saved a lot of our life back then. Yeah. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? To be to have that. Cause like to this day, music still my therapy. Music what do it for me. Like when I'm pissed off with everybody, I don't want to be bothered. I get in my machine, man, and turn my music on blast and just hook it. I'm the same I way. I don't need no packet. I need and I need good quality music. I need you to talk to me. Tell me something. Right. See what I'm saying? Right. So back then it was Scarface. I was in the joint, but right now I'm on, I'm riding a little boosted, man. Mm -hmm. I'm, lo I'm loving bad right now. I won't get yeah. bad one of my books. And it's like I'm late to it because I was I was because he was out. Yeah. I went to prison and I remember it's like I'm a real music buff. I used to be the DJ one time. Like I love good music, man. Like I don't knock none of the newer artists, but a lot of them just don't do it for me. Yeah. Like, you ain't saying nothing. Like, like that, that music spiritual to me. Like I Get up in the morning, a little boost, and have me a little church before I go. And be all right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that pop, some of that old face. You dig where I'm coming from? Yeah. Some yeah. of that gets you through your day music. But it's right. like I remember one time when when I first, I think I had done gave a life sentence back by now, but I still had a little stretch through. I still had like five, six, seven years to do. So I was at Marion T.I. and they had a the, the, the um one of the homies to get the XXL magazine. One of them, some some of them. But one of them said that Boots and Webby was a new UGK, right? And and mm -hmm. I and I went ape shit when they said that. I'm like, you can't say that, man. Like, hell no. Like, you know who UGK is? That's what yeah. I grew up to listen to Pimp. Yeah. Bun. Talk that. You understand? Gears the game. Talk that talk. And, I, and, yeah. I, and, I, and, I, and at the time, don't get me wrong, I wasn't hating on Boots and Webby, but I just hadn't heard it. But yeah, I hadn't it was, heard a, what it was, was on the radio. Thing. And yeah. it was cool. But I'm like, no, you can't say that, man. That's a big statement to say that. But then when I get out of him, I'm like, oh my gee. Like this, this and, that, and, and if anybody could make a Tupac comparison, it's little Booty. That boy got a lot of good music. I still ain't caught it off. But like that post, like he got like I'm like he steady dropping it back to back. And he got something to say. He ain't just talking thug talk if you gotta pay attention. Yeah. So that's you know, but like I, I it just depends on the mood that I make. Sometimes I might be in my, my OG triple OG move, you feel when I had the old goalers in the deck. So you know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or sometimes I might be on my light rock teams. Of course, I'm a hip hop head. That's what I grew up in, R&B head. But I just, I like good music. If it's good, yeah. I, I, if I can groove to it, I, I like it. If you got a message enough from it, then I'm used to like the Scarface. Ain't no better, like they'll say it, the critics will say something else. But the streets will tell you, ain't no better storyteller than Scarface. Mm, yeah, that's nobody true. did it better. Go back and listen to it. They'll paint it so vivid for you. It's clear. Yeah. So, like, with the newer artists, that's the, what you got to contend with to get my attention. Mm -hmm. All right. So, I wanted to ask you a little bit about sports, man. With this being a primarily sports podcast, I just wanted to talk to you. Are you keeping up with sports at all? Are you keeping up with basketball before the season, anything like that? Nope. The only thing I know is that Tom Brady and some other hot shot wide receiver going to the Bucks. Yeah. The going to the Super Bowl. I, just, I need to tell you that. Because I be having to tell everybody else that. We're going to the Super Bowl. You're going to the I, Bowl? The, the Bucks. What you mean, who? <laughs> don't, don't ask who. The Bucks. You already um, know. I, was, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm with the sports as far as, like, the kids. But I couldn't. Cause, and I think my prison experience did that to me. Mm -hmm. hey, I, I wasn't in the sport. Because I, was, I wasn't into it before I went to prison. I ain't going to lie. I was in the other stuff. Then I'm kind of clumsy. I could fight, but I couldn't really shoot no basketball. I could run the ball. 
Yeah. I can't catch it. I can't throw it. I'll truck you and run you over. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> and then when I got to prison, that I had so much time, that's not what I was into. Mm-hmm. I need to lift me some weights, go to the law library. I need my music, my my Walkman, and my pen and my pad. That's that's what got me through. So I even stopped watching TV. Period. Like, I, yeah, once I think when Martin went off, that's when I stopped watching TV. Dang. So now, now of course, like, like I sit down and still watch the big angles. I like to see. You know what I mean? Yeah. I big like bang? to see move the footwork, huh? You said Big Bang Theory. No, 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 no. I said I still will sit down and watch a good game. Oh, I thought you said Big Bang. Yeah. No, nah, nah, he, he, he said the big game. Oh, oh, <laughs> I know a little bit about everything. Now, I told you I'm a rocket scientist. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, man. So I think so, we, you, so, so look, so look. So is it too late for me to become a buckaroo? No, nah, I, I mean, in, in your situation, you can come on. Right you can come on. You good. You you can get on the bandwagon. Everybody else who been hating, they can't get on the bandwagon. But you ain't been hating, so you no, got I ain't been hating. I just hadn't been into it. See, see, you, you can hop on. You can yeah, hop on I the think, train. I think I want to be a buckaroo, a buckaroo this year, too. Cool, cool. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll accept it. They ain't going to win nothing. Don't get on I'll that. accept it. Bruh. <laughs> they ain't going to win nothing, bro. <laughs> it don't matter. <laughs> I'll accept it. It's cool. I'll it's accept it. So that's yeah. what y'all do, sports? Sports, all entertainment, music, you know what I'm saying, film, stuff like that. So we okay. put all. Yeah, man. And also the the books too. First books. first author. Yeah, you the first author, man. Yeah, yeah, you the first I author. Appreciate it, man. That's what's up. And, and you hometown too, so that make Home it even team, better. Baby. That's real. Yeah, and, and and listen, I love this too, man. I commend y'all for it, I mean, because we got to play together. You know, we got to work together. And it's like I love seeing like like y'all need to keep going with that man, like for real, for real deal. I commend that, you know, because I told you, like, I got, I got a couple partners. When we was your age, like we was losing, man. You guys winning, man. Don't never think, let nobody tell you that you're not I'm looking at you. You might not have all that you want, but you winning right now because you're here. You making moves happen. You're doing something positive. You know what I'm saying? It's like yes, it's, 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 it's. I can say it's a safe bet. I ain't gonna read about you boys on the news on no BS. I read back to the news for national and came up. Look at that boy. You feel me? Yeah. That's yeah. what it, and I think that's a safe bet. I applaud that, man. Because Appreciate I think that because because you got because we got a lot of copycats out here, right? Yeah. And we gotta take advantage of that in a good way. If we set a different trend, people to follow up with. Yes, sir. And yeah. appreciate you for that, man. Definitely. But what definitely. can you put your book? Right now you can go to josephedames.com. In order, you can get it. You can get it from Amazon, but I don't want you to get it off Amazon. But they want too much of my money. Oh yeah. I, I, yeah. I so, but if, if if you ordering Kindle, go and get it from Amazon. They don't cut too much of the royalty. They're not getting Kindle book nine ninety nine. But if you need a paperback book, josephbdames dot com. Joseph e. Click the button. It's an order tab, and we'll get it to you. All right. Or if you in, or if you in the city, in a minute I'll be pulling up on you with it. Just hit me on my inbox. Do you have any own stores that you think about putting it in? Yeah, I'm gonna probably put you know from over here, child. I'm gonna probably put it in snacks. Okay. And, you know, a couple of different places. I'm gonna probably take some up there to cookie. Cool, cool, cool. It, 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 but I, I, I make sure I let it be known. But right now, in the meantime, you know, you can hit me on my website. You can hit me on my Facebook page, Instagram page, all of us off the doors of All right. Inbox me, hit me up. All right. All right, man. We appreciate you being on, man. Definitely appreciate you. Like we said, man, first author. So you definitely gonna hold a special place in our 
podcast heart, man. Definitely. Hey, man, I appreciate you guys too, man. I hope we can do it again some other time, man, when it get a little better, you know? Yes, of course, sir. Of course. Please stay up, man. Blessings, man. Love you, brothers, man. All right, man. Appreciate you, man. Stay up. All right. All right. All right, you can hit them with the social media. All right. You can follow us on Twitter at QE Podcast One. You can follow us on Instagram at Q underscore and underscore E underscore podcast. And you can follow and like our Facebook page at Q and sign E podcast. And also shout out to Blue Collar Media Group. We are now a part of the Blue Collar fam. Uh, go to their website, check out any of the other podcast platforms. Uh, we're on there along with so many other talented people just trying to do what we do with this sports cast and stuff. Yes, man. You can follow me on Twitter at Q underscore Hicks3. Follow Edgar at EdgarMartin97 and follow his IG at EdgarMartinOfficial. Also, su subscribe to all our podcast players, man. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're trying to get on iHeartRadio, so definitely check out for that. That's going to be updated soon. Google Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts, we're there, man, most definitely. Like Edgar said, he already said the YouTube Q and Signed E uh, podcast. And for the YouTube, subscribe to that as well. And yeah, like, like I said, shout out to Blue Collar Media and the articles. Uh, the semester's over for me anyway, oh, yeah. so I ain't, I ain't going to be doing that many. But if you want to read any of the past articles that I've done with ESPN Gainesville here at my school, you can go to www.wruf.com <laughs> and you can read any of the sports articles I have written or any other Florida Gator students. So feel free to check those out. Yeah, man, you can check out my articles at sfmn.fiu.edu. I'm currently, currently just graduated, man, last Sunday, so I don't know how many, you know. Congrats to my boy. My hey, boy man, got so a whole bachelor's out here. He, he hey, ahead of me right now, but I'm going to get mine soon. Just give me a little bit more time. It'll be there. We're both going to yes, be capping gowned up. Yes, sir, man. Ain't no rush, man, but appreciate you for that, man. College graduate, and like I said, no more articles really for the FIU uh, site. But still, check out. Right, now he get to do them for himself. He get to do yeah, for I get to do them on myself. We're going we gonna to have our own site soon. I'm, uh, I'm working on that right now. We're going to have our Q&E podcast site. So we're going to post our own articles we want to write about sports, music, whatever, films, uh, film reviews, stuff like that. So I'm in the process of making that. So be on the lookout for that as well. Uh, shout out to Joseph E. Danes, bro. Definitely, definitely clutch for the come through on that one, man. Like he said, follow him on all his social media, Joseph E. Danes, on Twitter and not Twitter, but Instagram and Facebook. And get his book. Collecting my thoughts. Definitely look it up, man. JosephEdames.com. Yes, or sir. Or if you have Kindle, uh, try and get it on Amazon through Kindle if you have a Kindle. But anybody else, JosephEdames.com. Like you said, anybody living or staying in St. Pete right now, he'll be trying to get them in a snack soon. And anywhere, I'm pretty sure he's going to do local places in the south side. Uh, maybe a couple places on the north side, too. So just keep an eye out in the near future for books called Collecting My Thoughts by Joseph E. Dames. Yes, sir. All right, man, and we out. Peace. My intuition is telling me there'll be better days. Yeah. My intuition is telling me there'll be better days. I like this tone. Yeah.
My intuition is telling me there'll be better days. I sit in silence and find whenever I meditate. My fears alleviate, my tears evaporate, my faith don't deviate, ideas don't have a date. But see, I'm growing and getting stronger with every breath, bringing me closer to heaven's doors with every step. As we speak, I'm at peace, no longer scared to die. Most niggas don't believe in God, and so they terrified. It's either that or they be fearing they gon' go to hell. Asking the Father for forgiveness got him overwhelmed. As if he's spiteful, like them white folks that control the jail. See, I believe if God is really never judging man, because he knows us all and therefore he would understand. The ignorance to make a nigga take his brother life, the bitterness and pain that got him beating on his wife. Like, I know you desperate for a change, let the pen glide. But the only real change come from inside. But the only real change come from inside. But the only real change come from. The cemeteries are chains, I see men cry. But the only real change come from inside. But the only Chosen religion, Jesus peace, frozen from sinning, doing dirt, hoping to God, he know my intentions, to see a million before I see a casket, I got a baby on the way, no he gon' be a bastard, I'm living fast like I'm in a drag race, how that cash taste, when I was a senior, I was balling on my classmates, niggas put three bullets in my car, one hit the gas tank, No, I got an angel, cause I'm supposed to have a halo right now, my lifestyle destined for a federal facility, for my ability to make them birds fly, beans won't get higher than a bird's eye, you and who am I to tell a nigga what to do, I just supply, it's Economics, my business ain't got the suit and tie. Keep a pistol at all times, niggas want what's mine. I can't oblige, dog. I work too hard. So reach for it, get referred to God. I'm going hard, nigga. I know you desperate for a change, let the pen glide. But the only real change come from inside. But the only real change come from inside. But the only real change come from The cemeteries are unchanged, I see men cry. But the only real change come from inside. But the only real change come from inside. But the only real change come from Prodigal son, got a new gun, this one don't run out of ammo lately Been working on my handles, can I ball, become a star and remain myself If I fall, dust it off and regain myself, fuck them all They don't know all the pain I felt, I'm in awe After all the fame I felt, I evolve I no longer bury demons, I be a vessel for the truth Until I'm barely breathing, I'm singing Life is all about the Like to finally be the motherfucking man Eyes wide, that's from the power that the coward feels Niggas die for bitches disrespecting dollar bills Bloodshed and turn the city to a battlefield I call it poison, you call it real That's how you feel Pistols be popping and niggas dropping a heartbeat Scattered like roaches, a body laid on the concrete Body laid on the concrete Look, somebody laid on the concrete No time for that, ain't no looking back Cause I'm running too I made it home, I woke up and turned on the morning news Overcame with a feeling I can't explain Cause that was my nigga James that was slain He was 22 Last night, around He was 22 Two-year-old black male Suspect
tragedy, another tragedy in the black community. We got to do better, people. 22 years old, this boy was too young. Our condolences are with his family, our prayers, we know he's in a better place. We know he's in a better place. But this has got to end, ladies and gentlemen. We've got to come together, this is... This is beyond words. I'd like to open this ceremony with